Around Comics, Episode 25. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. Hello. And we are joined by our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters. Hello. And our Thursday episode regular, Mr. Mark Beatty. Hey, guys. This is, uh, besides being a midweek episode of Around Comics, which is a much shorter, uh, just kind of off-the-cuff episode, so uh, if you are a first-time listener, please, uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to Monday's episode. It will give you the full Around Comics experience, complete with news and top-of-the-stack reviews and recommendations. Uh, but besides that, this is our 25th episode. Whoa, okay. We beat Yippee. the odds, guys. We beat, we beat the, the odds. odds. We just kept fighting and struggling and, you know, nose quarter, to the grindstone. And quarter centennial episode. Not many people from where we're from get to be 25. I just yeah. per, I just personally want to thank uh, Beer for making this possible. And Guitar Center. And Guitar Center. <laughs> and Simpsons Fruit Snacks. And Simpsons Fruit Snacks. Yes. Absolutely. 25-cent so, books. Yeah, I... I um, yeah, you guys have kind of been here from the beginning, so it's uh, it's exciting. So, anyway, blah blah blah. I, I was I was here before podcast got <laughs> it, stupid. It, it was so exciting that ten seconds before we started recording, Brian said, "Yeah, this is gonna be our twenty fifth episode." I was like, "Oh, really?" So uh, it's gonna be <laughs> awkward. So we're going to be here for four hours recording now. Yes, this <laughs> is going to be the, the four-hour episode. Run the clips. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Yeah, clip, clip, show, clip show. It's the best of? No, all right. Well, the I, like we already of. said, this is a, a shorter episode. If anyone has listened to our midweek episodes, you know that uh, we don't take things nearly as seriously as we do on our really serious Monday <laughs> podcast about comic books. Uh, this is where we just kind of pull a topic out of the air and chit-chat about it for a little while. Uh, today, we're going to talk about underrated, overrated. Uh, it's um, part of part of the comics industry is that there are overrated artists and writers, and there are extremely underrated artists and writers. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, probably a little a uh, little bit of both, but probably more on the underrated side. Um, are you putting effects on me? What are you doing? What? I just wanted everyone to know we're in our new our new location, the Bat Cave. <laughs> no. <laughs> and oh, no. There's a giant penny over here. It's Sal, Look Sal, at the size of that dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Sal's having fun with the uh, mixing board. He just kind of like keeps looking over and grinning. All right. Uh, anyway. Tom, how does he get those costumes to float in those jars? Jar. It's the floating head. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, you want to start off with some overrated? Anybody got any overrated creators? Or you want to go to all Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, you had to start off with that one, didn't you? Drops you just had to did. drop uh, the hammer. Right I do not on. agree with that sentiment, I, but I but Mark, I, 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 there I are just, a lot of people I have, that do. I have, I just have problems with him. Well, I'm glad ahead. that he's finally handing books off to other people. And there are certain books that I do love of his, like Powers, I think is a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. I do like Amazing Spider-Man. Less freaking uh, jabbering ultimate, would be ultimate nice. Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Less well, freaking jabbering would be okay. nice. You don't need a whole episode with him and Mary Jane talking about their relationship. They're 14! Okay, hold on. Before we get too far into this stupidity of, of <laughs> overrated, underrated, I think we should, I mean, sort of preface it by saying, what is it that makes someone overrated? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could say it to some degree about any creator sure. that's popular or, you know, a mainstream guy. But, you know, if you're going to claim somebody's overrated, why... Why do you f- not just you don't like their work, or do, you don't do they, enjoy do certain they, stories? But do they why get more acclaim than a similarly talented or gifted <clears throat> creator, whether it be an artist or writer? You know, you can say that uh, Jeff Johns is a great writer, which he is, but is he any more talented than someone like Brian Wood? Different kind of talented. That's a good question. Though. It's it's hard to say because we haven't seen Brian Wood try and write superheroes, superheroes. and we haven't really seen—I mean, at least I haven't really seen 
Jeff Johns write like anything besides, anything besides yeah. superheroes. Well, we look at, at a guy, um, <clears throat> you and I were talking today about The Punisher, the the Max series, and that is that is Garth Ennis in his playground and is so good. When I read some other things that Ennis writes... Fury. Fury Peacemaker, and I've yeah. harped on it on the show before. It is, in my opinion, not a strong book. And I read Punisher Max, and well, it's I mean, one of I my think favorites. That's, I mean, I think that's sort of what we have to try and figure out, defining you know, what makes somebody overrated. Garthine is, is very good at certain things, but sometimes, like anyone else, he can miss. And, you know, I, I, like his ghostwriter, I love the character ghostwriter. I thought it was going to be great. I hated it. I, I did not enjoy that run at all, either, that mini at all. I thought it was terrible. I'm, but I like, you know, I love Preacher. I love, you know, his Hellblazer stuff, and and you know, Punisher is fantastic. But he's had some, he's had some misses. <clears throat> sure, but, hey, but who he, hasn't? I mean, you, I don't you, think you, you look can... back at, at at Bendis, and I love his single hero books. His run on Daredevil is will go down for me as one of the best runs on on a single character book. It, it's it, it's not you know not for me as good as as maybe Miller's run on Daredevil. But it's up there. I think they're neck and neck, in my opinion. You know, but you look at his stuff. I don't think that his New Avengers is nearly as strong as his single character books, like well, Ultimate Spider-Man. Like you see, a lot of guys that can't translate from doing a team book to a solo book, or from a solo book to a team book. And uh, one example I was thinking of today, which is funny that you brought that up, is um, on the forum we were kind of talking about. I mentioned that. Deadly Genesis for me just didn't work, like towards the end of the book. Yes. Uh, and Brubaker book and Brubaker's great. Uh, Captain America and Daredevil are fantastic books, but I think the the sort of skills that go into writing that type of book, when translating into writing a book where you have to show different points of view from a bunch of different characters, isn't necessarily easy to switch to. And vice versa, someone who writes a really good team book. Mm-hmm may not be able to translate that same dynamic into writing well, a I'll solo book. I'll tell you a guy who writes a great team book, but also writes a really good solo book, and this is going to go in my underrated, and that's Kurt Busiek. I, it, yeah. How are you underrating Kurt Busiek, really? Uh, well, you don't really hear people... He doesn't, he doesn't he wrote, write I mean, around he wrote, a lot. He wrote Marvels. Mm-hmm. And oh, he had I, I consider adventure. Marvels better than uh, Kingdom Come. I know yeah. some people argue that point, but... Simply put, it's a better written book. Yeah. You, how can you? Anybody could have written Kingdom Come. Uh, it's just a dynamic book. It's just the fact of superheroes fighting and everything. That's what everybody loves. It's, it's the story is well, a good story, but if you the, ask, if you ask most the story comic fans today and, and say who are your top five writers, how many? I think it's just because he's been around so long and he yeah. just pops yeah. he pops out of the scene so much. He goes well, back. That's to his, why he's he goes back to uh, uh, Astro City. Mm-hmm. Which means how we're talking about, which I think is definitely one of the best independently owned series out ongoing. there. My only ongoing. contention with him is a lot of his stuff is very similar <laughs> in its approach, and it was, it was uh, you know, interesting the first time. You know, Marvel's fantastic. He looked you know taking a look at realistic people, you know, a realistic view of if, if superheroes existed at that time, if they came about, and it was done extremely well. But then he kind of did the same thing with Astro City. He changed you know some things and added some dynamics to that mm-hmm. but a lot of his stuff has sort of been in that similar vein of him exploring you know the the effects of superpowered beings coming into a very real yeah. world and you see that a lot in other books now people following up on that and, and you know duplicating that kind of work so while I enjoy a lot of what he's done it's does that show him you know, with a limit to where he can go. Because I've read some other stuff of his that isn't anything like that, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's nearly as good or nearly as yeah. strong written. I loved his work on the Avengers with Perez. Yeah. He's, not, see, he's I, rocking I didn't care for Aquaman really. hard now. Aquaman's good. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read it's it. Really I, I can't comment on that one. But yeah. I didn't think his Avengers stuff was, was all that good, I, actually. I, mean, I had to agree with Sal. It wasn't fantastic. It was a lot of retread stuff, but... It was still entertaining. It just wasn't fantastic. Yeah. I wouldn't put it up there with some of the best runs I've read. It wasn't. It wasn't before. Astro City or Marvels. Yeah. You know what I mean. And and it's a lot to ask for a creator yeah. to, to constantly hit, you know, well, I think that high level. But I think he also he's working with Perez, who has his own ideas. So you're kind of having to you know, sure. integrate his ideas and your ideas. And you're and working with Marvel. Uh, you know. And, you know, and, and, 
and trying to revamp that title and re, re-energize it too at the same well, time. Well, I think so. that's a lot of things that maybe people don't look at when they're judging. You know, I mean, my, one of my things, you know, with Bendis, a lot of people, you know, I mean, he was huge, and you know, people loved his stuff when he first came around, and then it's like it's that syndrome of if you're on the top of the mountain, everybody sooner or later is going to get sick of you and sick of hearing how good you are and sick of hearing everybody talk about you and then they're just going to start taking shots at you. People bitch about his Avengers stuff, but looking over the history of the Avengers, how much real great Avengers work has there really been done? It's a hard book to write. Mm-hmm. It's not and there I don't think there's been that many fantastic runs on the Avengers, do you? I mean, by Jeff, comparison. Jeff Johns. <clears throat> Jeff Johns had a really good run. It was just starting to pick up steam. I thought it was Good, but I wouldn't I call it, it a very, great. I thought it was a very good run on the Avengers. It was quiet mm. though. He, but he used guys that nobody could use. He made the Falcon kind of cool. Who the hell could do that? He's still not cool, even in Brubaker's book. <laughs> oh, Brubaker makes him. He's cool. okay. Ultimate but he's Falcon's not, pretty cool. Uh, well, Ultimate <laughs> Falcon is cool. But that's Mark Millar, and yeah. I do like him. So. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, but I was, just, I, I'm, I'm just looking at it by comparison. It's like sometimes we judge these works, and because they're not instant classics or uh, you know the the next revolutionary thing but judge them by the history of the book the event i, I like bendis's avengers is it i think perfect no but i just don't think he had much respect for his readers when he did that whole ronin thing and i think that sometimes he's he, you know it's we all look at oh ultimate spider and so fantastic and everything and, and really it's just a retread of what stan lee and and D- Steve Ditko yeah, did, and then John Romita. Yeah, but it's a it's good, the same it's, characters. It's he just revamps retelling. it, and he updates it, and he, he does. But it's, it, it, it would it be as good without good storytelling from yeah, but Mark Bagley? That's not his fault. That that's what Marvel wanted to do with that book. I mean, that was and that's been his idea, though, from what I understand. That was pretty well, much all his. Well, he was involved in, a, in, but all the Ultimate stuff is it, that was the concept was we're going to take them and rewrite these stories. And well, I think after I think the, a, after the origin, I mean, they're not retellings of the stories; it's reintroductions of characters, and and it's specific events story. to some degree, but not. Yeah. I, I, to me, the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff. What ba- he did so well to me is he took a character and all that history, and he's using it to try and introduce it to new readers and to people that maybe didn't read Spider-Man and a younger generation of people that could, you know. I just think he yaps too much. Well, that's different. He talks way too much in the book. The pacing is slow. Daredevil was a fantastic book when you read it in gigantic arcs. When you grab one of the trades, it works really well in trade format, but it didn't work well in comic format. It started just getting stretched out farther and farther. Stories that lasted you know, five, six issues could have been done in two. Well, the, far, the farther that that series went, it seemed like that was was how it was going. And and I was glad that he passed it along to Brubaker when he did. It was I thought a much it was, more concise right Well, I thought it was a good time for him to do that. Um, other guys that, that, that we may want to look at as, as far as the, the overrated, underrated, underrated um, Jeff Johns. You know, if we're talking about Bendis, we kind of have to talk about the other man on top of the mountain yeah. right now. Yeah. So kind of going over to the and DC I, side. Um, Tom is a huge Flash fan. You're a big Jeff Johns fan. Would you call Johns' work overrated, underrated, or where it needs to be? Uh, it kind of depends, I think, on which title you're talking about. I mean, The Flash, I think, in a weird way, was underrated for a really long time. Because um, it really is, it's amazing you look at a character that's been around for so long and someone who just in the last like five or six years maybe wrote maybe the best set of Flash stories that you know had been written and that's not easy to say because there's been really good writers on the Flash people have written it for you know years and years um, then you look at something like JSA he is the JSA he wrote that entire series pretty yep. much after Robinson yeah James yeah. Robinson but I mean like 95% of it is Jeff Johns. So how do you rate? I mean, you have nothing to compare it to besides like old All Star Squadron, but I don't think yeah, that's. I a just fair. it seems like to me that Jeff Johns he just writes group books much better than anybody else in the business. Feels that, but yeah. but and he can Fla- write he can Flash write those was, second and third. It wasn't a group book, but maybe he that's changed what, it he, into. Yeah. he made he expanded well, everything. There, was more, there are many more right. points of view and perspectives and characters. Yeah, he, he, is that he, maybe he is that maybe why that. he wrote the Rogues so good? Is that he really wrote? He knows the how to write. He knows a group how to write people. from a lot of different mm-hmm. perspectives yeah. and put you in that mindset. 
Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know if he could do a single person book without in making making, you know, making the guys in the background all step forward a little bit. Yeah, because I don't think I don't know. Just, I don't uh, know if he could really do that book, but he does do. I mean, his his run on Action Comics and Superman right now is is really really excellent, yeah. and there's really not that much in the background besides Clark and Lois. Yeah. Um. So he's doing pretty good on that. Uh, my only, my only my only bone to pick with Johns is that, and this is something that I think a lot of fans like about his stuff is, I think sometimes it's too ingrained in the history of the characters, that you feel though like they're tethered to that. Uh, no, I think he does an, a, an excellent job of using it. I think he's a student of comics. I think he loves comics, and I think he does a great job. I think he does it very well, but as someone that may not be familiar with those characters, I mean, Tom is a Flash fan, loves the, the stuff that he does with the Flash because he knows these characters. He's invested in these characters. But if someone like me, who hasn't really read that much Flash, went into it, I'm not going to get the same thing out of it and may even be confused to some degree because... He uses that so much. Well, that was the in whole thing stuff. with Infinite Crisis. The exact same thing is that he, for for old you know old school fans that have been you know growing up reading that stuff, it's a huge it, payoff. They love it. They lo- but not everybody you know. It's like I, I I've been a DC fan you know all my life, but I I was never that connected with a lot of those characters that I saw. I mean, he's pulling out you know obscure characters and obscure references to stuff, but you'll never get to know him mm-hmm. if he doesn't. I mean, you, you, you haven't been reading for the last 20 years. I mean, I, I can say yeah. I have, and I know DC well enough, but I was never a huge DC fan, but I like the fact that he used there's these guys sort of a, brought them back out. And there's a more complicated like, pros and cons, I think, to using obscure characters than just... Because I, mean, I see a lot of people come out and say, I don't want to read a book with obscure characters, or kind of say that, kind of be leaning towards that, but also say, I don't want to read a book with characters that have a ton of history I don't understand. Which, when you really look at it, an obscure character who's only appeared, you know, five or six times, that might be the character you want to start reading or might want to be interested in. Because there isn't a whole lot of history, really, to that character. And I think sometimes there's a, a disconnect, because I don't only think this is John's. I think sometimes... Um, different writers will bring back obscure characters and you'll get confused because they write those obscure characters so well that you think these people have been around forever <laughs> and then when you really look at it this character hasn't been around, been around a whole that. lot um, like you, you read it and you're like oh there must be more with you know this you know I'm trying well, to think uh, of someone specific like Heatwave or something like Heatwave was in a lot of old Flash comics but mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff you could read Flash for years and you won't pick up the stuff John's put into that character but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like that's how that character has always been, and that character's he's, always been. He's that expanding way. their history quickly, and and yeah, uh, well, making it more interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, he's he's making them complex characters, which nobody did. They just basically came like in, said, robbed yeah. the bank, I, I, flash I, I, stopped. I'm not arguing that, that no. he, he's. I mean, I think he's a terrific writer, and I think he does it extremely well. My only there point is, that, is weakness, that sometimes yeah. it's just like he does it too well. You know, where it's it's like well, it's I, kind I, of like um. When you're a fan and you want to think of how to suggest a book to somebody that they won't get confused, it's hard. And I imagine it's even harder for someone who's obviously obsessed with comics to like distance yourself so much. I know when someone Would asks me, "Would that be me, like you, Tom?" Yeah, someone asks <laughs> me to recommend something that they'll understand. It's hard to forget, mm-hmm. you know, what like you hard know, to yeah. forget what you know. Oh, it's like taking someone to a baseball game for the first time, yeah. and they don't know and anything about baseball. Yeah, and it's hard to make yourself. That. I was actually thinking that exact same yeah, thing. It's hard it's to hard make to... yourself forget the rules to yeah. be in their spot again. You know? Yeah, so it's a, I think it's a real interesting uh, sort of dichotomy to break up the big words. <laughs> Listen to Around Comics new every Monday, and now with all new and improved bumpers between segments. The anticipation is killing you, isn't it? Warren Ellis. Uh, underrated, uh, overrated, right in the thought middle. Of, thought of I where he needs to be. I I have he not disliked anything so he's much, really yeah. written, and I don't know how many years now. And I, he writes one of my my favorite books of all time, which is Planetary. Planetary. Yeah. It's hard to say. I, I mean, I, I don't think he can be overrated. The man's brilliant, <laughs> and yeah. I, and and I've never seen somebody put out so much good work, of you know different types of stories, different types of characters, 
like you, Mark, I, there's rarely been anything that I haven't enjoyed of his in in the last I don't know how many years. Yeah. Uh, he just continues to put out amazing stuff. If anything, he's underrated to some degree because you yeah, know I, he, he hasn't been quite elevated to that status. Yeah. Of yeah, and I think that's more of his maybe own choice because I think he prefers to not work in mainstream unless he, unless yeah. he unless he. I well, and he's, he's a bit reclusive to, to mm-hmm. some degree. He doesn't do cons. He doesn't really do interviews but much. He, he doesn't chats a lot. Online. He chats a yeah. lot. Of, he loves the internet. He, he every day. But yeah. he chats he with something like ten thousand words a day or something. Oh, I'd imagine. I mean, he's constantly whether, whether it's online or in a book or just doing his projects. He's has some limiters. I spent a lot of time over the last couple of years on his message board, or the last year, however, however long he's had it on, and the one before that, and I mean. He's a scary, smart guy that is constantly. The thing that amazes me about him is he'll he'll post like a little thing on on his message board, like a little story he found somewhere, and you just go and look at it and go, well, "What the hell is that?" And then you'll see how he used it later on in a story, and yeah. it's like, "Wow, that was." I, his ability to sort of look, you know, into things and figure out a way to. to Incorporate him. Yeah, into a it's story. just amazing. I mean, it's just unbelievable. How he uses tech. Well, the fact, yeah, the fact that he, he goes around and looks, finds real tech or theory tech, and oh, that yeah, kind of stuff, and just filters it, you know, it, fits it into a story somehow, is amazing because it's all real, theoretically, right, real stuff in his books. I mean, he he must do nothing but type, talk on his website, drink. and then just search news and yeah. weird scientific and sites and stuff <laughs> and drink. He's which uh, uh, can be a weekend if you, he, if you he work considers hard. himself a futurist, which you know the whole Tony yeah. Stark thing. Yeah. I think that whole you know that whole speech in in the Avengers was was probably yeah. you know written by him because he's <laughs> you know he's uh, certainly a, a futurist uh, and yeah, I mean the guy was, I mean it was, he's, it was he's Bendis so channeling Ellis yeah. I think he's so knowledgeable about comics about the history of comics about writers about. I mean, he, you know, he like offhanded once recommended some books on writing. Like, crap, I, I, I never heard of some of the, you know, this stuff. And like this one book was, it's called um, Hell's Gatekeepers. Or no, Hell's Cartographers. Okay. And it was like five science fiction writers uh, talking about their craft and everything. And I got a hardcover on it, like used for like three bucks somewhere. And I never heard of any of the writers. Other, than, I think I heard of one of them, and uh, and it was just unbelievable stuff. I mean, just great. You know, I mean, he just it constantly has the ability to come up with stuff like that. Uh, you know, day after day on that on that web board of his, he just is. He's a pretty amazing guy. He's brilliant. Uh, Brian Azzarillo. Wow, that was amazing. I was going to say the same name just now. Hey. You guys are in tune. We are on the same side of the table. We both wear glasses. That's just weird. I hate to say it. I think he's a little overrated. Overrated, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I do like him. I like 100 Bullets. I think it's fantastic. I like 100 Bullets. I lost interest at some point. I'm going to go back and pick them all up when he's done and and read them. I I think his his, um, his Batman and Superman runs hurt him for a lot of mainstream fans. Did he do a Batman run? He, oh, did Batman, Superman, no, he, did, he did a Batman. No, he did a Batman with Batman. Oh, Rizzo. right, right, before yeah. all this stuff. Bro- right. Broken before Jim City. Lee. Yeah, he I did didn't Broken for City. It. I remember reading. Yeah, it was okay. The Superman uh, run was terrible. The Superman run was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I I will go. I will, know, I will be the first one to say. Chris pointed this out. If you go back and read that after. It was it, an infinite it, crisis. It works a little bit better. Yeah. It, it works a little bit better. I know it does. But I, it still was not. To me. Fitting the hype. To me, to some degree, he seems like a writer who. Is trying to show how complicated of a story he can write, sometimes, mm-hmm. and and it's not really a payoff. I mean, it's not really a true example of him his writing as opposed to him trying to prove something. You know what I mean? It almost. I don't seems know like. if it's that yeah. he's trying to prove something. I think that he enters into a story and really tries to weave a lot of of multi layered storylines. Yeah, but it, it's gotten to the point where it doesn't need to be. I mean, it's gotten past the novelty of it mm-hmm. to the point where it's detrimental to trying to read it. And and I, I think he needs the perfect platform, the perfect 
vehicle for his riding style and for a long time 100 bullets was that and i think it's i think it's getting back to that it lost me for a little while but i think for a long while but i think it's getting back to that but Mm -hmm. as much as i really enjoy his riding i think that his name gets mentioned a little bit too much for what he has done to this point yeah i would agree with that i have a name steve niles uh not known enough you think so? Really? No, I would disagree. I'd yeah, say I mean, a I would say overrated. Actually. He came in and like was he came in like huge, like, yeah, and gangbusters, and then can't finish. Can't seem to finish. Bad Planet, uh, In the Blood. Oh, he puts I, out I all like the. He's he touched does. on every freaking monster there is. He's doing the creeper. giant mon- giant monsters. He's, he's doing, doing the, creeper the creeper for DC. I just yeah, really like Thirty Days. Yeah, Thirty Days oh. a Night's a really great book, but I just it just seems like is it just kind of petered out and now it's just his name that sells stuff and and the stuff's not that fantastic okay i i, I i'm not a, i mean i'm I do not think a huge fan of what i have read i like but yeah i've read most of the stuff that's come out I've, it's been like okay i like i like but a lot if some you could of his finish stuff, it that would be nice um starting to make uh, kevin smith look good <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the name that might might hurt some folks <gasps> frank miller Ooh. I think he's completely overrated. Completely overrated. I have, right now, he is completely Fra- Frank, overrated. Frank Miller. Well, wait, what Frank is it? Are you basing that on one series? Uh, no, four I, issues I, of one series? I just think, yeah, I can give two series. That right off the, Batman Strikes Again, Dark Knight Strikes Again, or whatever the hell it's Dark called. Dark Knight Strikes Again. And All-Star Batman and Robin right now. Uh, Bat, I mean, Dark Knight Strikes Again, I think, was a slap in the face. It was absolutely atrocious. I and I think this, I, I, I think I, it was terrible. The art was terrible. I don't know. Maybe he's getting arthritis. I don't know. But his art style, it's either, it's doing the, I, I call it the, the Bill Sankowitz uh, condition because basically he started out, you know, he was like Neil Adams. Bill Sankowitz was like Neil Adams or Sankiewicz um, when he first started. It was fantastic looking art. And it slowly just got worse and worse and worse. I don't know if he's getting lazier and lazier and lazier and just got weaker. And the storytelling went with it. And I think that's what's happening to Frank Miller stuff. I don't know if he's been in Sin City's world too long that he can't draw a superhero book anymore or write one. I don't. Well, first off, for me personally, I liked uh, Dark Knight 2 or whatever. Dark Knight was DK. Well, that's that's one person. Yeah, well, that's. (laughs) You're the only person I've ever met that's There's a couple others out there, but it's a minority. Do do you like her? Did you like it, Chris? It's been so long since I read it. What you're just at your first input, when you think of it, do you think good or bad? I thought that it was. It wasn't Dark very Knight Returns. Pale it wasn't. Oh, it definitely wasn't. Dark it, but and I, I think I don't think he was trying to accomplish that. I don't think he was trying to. I make, think he was too. But you're going to make a book and you center it in the same because, world and you. Yeah, but we. But you make we a put, se- you basically make a sequel to it. And I, I think part of it is the fact that he had so many fans. They say, "When's Dark Knight Two going to come out? When's Dark Knight Two going to come out?" That he just did it and. Wanted to be done with it. Well, I think maybe that's so part I, of it. But like I see, I, there's I parts in that book that I really enjoyed. I mean, the Plastic Man, the whole concept of that, the whole kind con- of the Flash and what the you know the government was doing. I mean, I I thought that was some brilliant stuff personally. I really enjoyed. I mean, the art was different, but I read an article or an <sighs> interview with him uh, talking about that artwork and what he was trying to accomplish with it. And I can't remember it. I can't recall it at this time what it was. But I remember thinking when I was reading it, that it made a lot more sense because mm-hmm. it was radically different from the first one. And while it's easy to sit there and look at it and go, well, it's bad, or, you know, because it's not what we're used to seeing, because a creator evolves and changes or is trying to accomplish something different with a story... I just think he's stuck too long in one world and just can't really write anything else. It, 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 it seems, like, seems, it seems like, like everything is through right the Right now, all star, All-Star Dark Knight... I mean, all-star Batman and Robin is, is, it really is. It's like Batman in Sin City's world. It I, has I, that feel about it. I would like to see Frank come back and do one more great series and then ride off into the sunset. That's seriously. Jeez, oh, he's not that old. Good God. Oh, God, he's been he doing it for a long time. Here's my, and this is my other problem, is his, his art has really been faulty lately. I see. I don't agree with that. I think it's different. Really? Was that a, did you see the Escapist cover? Yeah, the man has no spinal cord apparently. Well, because no one's body twists in that way. Look except at the, for plastic look at that Raketo cover, 
people rave about that's a, that art. That's a different style. I don't think. Well, that's that's all this is. It's a different. He's changed his style, and he's he did it before. I mean, look at look at his Daredevil stuff. Radically different from Sin City or from Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Oh, Spider Man stuff. His his Spider Man stuff. I mean, he changes his styles for trying to accomplish different storytelling effects. I just think you're looking at it and going, well, it's not the dark, it's not the Frank Miller that I, you know, that want I, or or that I grew up with or that I no, expect. No, I think his Sin City stuff is cool. <clears throat> um, I've seen none of that that I've disliked. It's up until just recently. But there's some Sin City. His 300 was was great. Um, I think that was by far one of his best series. Very underrated, well, actually. But Dark Knight Returns it. 2 was, you know, he was doing Sin City stuff at the same time. So why would his art just... Do, it's not like it just degraded. Mm-hmm. He was doing Sin City stuff at the exact same time he was doing that book. I, I can't tell you. The last year that the art I've seen has looked terrible. Well, mm-hmm. Frank, call in. <laughs> yeah. Call us and let, email us and let Grant us know Morrison. if you think you're... Overrated, I think. Overrated? No, I disagree. I, just kidding. I, I, I don't think have, he's overrated. I, I think he's kind of I think he's in the middle. I think he's in the middle. It depends on who you talk to. Well, that's certainly... Yeah, that's certainly like the weird... Fear, you know, Rabid Grant you know, oh, Morrison yeah. fans. I Our mean, they think he's red. God. Yeah. They literally yeah. think okay. he's some sort of God. S- and, same, and same kind of writer, <laughs> and we'll maybe lump them together. Ellen Moore, Neil Gaiman. I I think he's. I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's. Are, are Morrison and right. Gaiman are those two so guys they, kind they, of right they there? They have that sort of people that would that British. No. <laughs> no, people that like love them and like yeah. right. Are they're just, like, so hardcore passionate about their stuff. I think Gaiman. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's extremely talented. But I think we get too excited when he, we hear he's doing a series, though. I'm really Especially looking forward after, to Eternal. I, so. but I, exactly, but I am. But I am really looking forward to Eternal. But Eternals there's too. not much stuff but that he's 16, done that I haven't liked. 16, oh, 1602. I, I, I love that. that book. I, I liked yeah. it. I liked it, and I didn't like it. It just wasn't. I guess maybe it wasn't what I was hoping for. I think is part of it. Oh, I thought it was um, great. I thought it was. But I, I didn't think yeah, it was, it was, it was his usual fun. standard. I don't know. You're not in love with mm. Sandman and all that stuff. I'm not so. a huge. Game. I'm not a. But huge I've read. But I've read his. No, I've mean, read his Sandman novels to some degree. I've read his novels. I've, I mean, I like Neil Gaiman a lot. I really do. Yeah. I just sometimes it's his stuff's a little off. Morrison for me, it's just like sometimes his stuff is just too freaking weird. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> I, I think I always, people give him a pass on it sometimes because he's Grant Morrison. I always say he's a uh. he's a poor man's Warren Ellis. Well, I think. I don't know. See, I think there's. I'll say a middle class Warren Ellis. I think there's a difference. I think Warren Ellis is what he. Well, no, I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure they're friends, whatever. There's a weird similarity between the two just in the sense that. See, I think Warren Ellis is like a poor man's Ellen Moore. See, I think. I think. I think. They're all poor men, Stan Lee's. I mean, I don't mean that in any. I don't mean that to be disrespectful to Warren Ellis at all. Because I think Alan Moore is just on a whole different planet creatively than any other comic. Mentally. Well, you know, I don't, I mean, I haven't had the pleasure to meet the man, so I don't know, but from what you Never get, will. Probably not. <laughs> probably um, not. But I just think. You can smell a comic geek. And I don't think it's Ellis's fault or his doing that, but he just, I think people lump them sort of in the same realm. They're, they're in the same British, realm, but I, think, same, I definitely you know, think. Grant's not the, quite as good as Warren Ellis. Well, no, when I he's think, good, he's amazing. I think there's but a similarity between the two in the sense that... They both drink beer and They both drink a lot. Well, no, like, one of Ellis's traits that is kind of a, a strength and a weakness is that he throws so much up against the wall. He's always putting stuff out, always yeah. putting out new things that... And he does it in so many different areas. So too. many different areas. There's yeah. going to be stuff that isn't as good as others. And I think sure. in a similar way, Morrison kind of approaches, he just throws out so many ideas or things he's going to do that some of it is going to fail. And I think both of those, what's kind been, of admirable about both well, of them is that there's people that are so afraid of doing either one of those th- things, I mm-hmm. think. That's that sort of the common theme between them. They both have the balls to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's... Like well, you I said, that's kind of rare. I agree with you the on that. strength and a weakness. What's up? Yeah. Let's yeah. go over to the art side. Um, John Romita Jr. I think slightly overrated. 
I have that thing about his hair, though. Yeah. Approach, the way he draws his <laughs> That's hair. That's exactly what I thought. It's very of creepy. So there's something about it, but I like the way he draws in general. Yeah. For the most part, I just he draws Spider-Man great. As long as Spider-Man doesn't have any hair, he's fine. He's fantastic. Yeah. I'm Indeed. A, I'm Maybe a little overrated, yeah. but he's good. I I've seen his style evolve over the yeah. years, and I think that when we look back on, it, I think he's going to be one of the greats that of of this. Of this era of comics, I, I. So you're saying he'll be the the John Busum and not the Sal Busum of his generation? <laughs> Brad, I, okay. I think that. Uh, I don't know. I. I, I when I he first came art. out, I hated his art. I absolutely hated. I couldn't stand seeing it. I actually. And when it he first came a, out, I actually I did kind of like it more so than I do now. Actually. I say I like it a lot now. I don't know. I, I, the thing that impressed me the most about him is that he was able to carve his own identity. You know, having a father uh, as famous and, and popular as he does, and a- able to create a style that, while it in some ways um, obviously is influenced from his father's work, it's completely, it, it's gotten to the point where it's completely unique. And I really like his, his work now, as I really love his art, but I think, I don't know that he's underrated because there's a lot of people that don't like his art. Yeah. So I don't know that you could say he's underrated in any way. Well, I think I, like I said, I think he's a little overrated. Because they, they tout him like it's it's Alex Do Ross they doing it. I, I mean, whenever uh, he's doing something, they What about they Alex just, Ross? I was, Alex that was going to be one of those. That, overrated? That's hard to say overrated because I do love his art. I think he, he is the same, like with him, it's sort of the Bendis syndrome that when you're on top, everybody takes shots. I, I don't care what anybody says that, hey, he uses models. So so what? So there's there's a so thousand. Tim Bradstreet. Well, everybody so does. But, m- m- yeah. Most but artists a, there's use a, photo there's a, of some sort. Yeah. And I trust me, I've there's seen thousands of artists that could use any kind of photo reference they want and couldn't do what he does. And I can say I've seen some of his models, and I know a few of them, and they're they don't. They don't look like are a little yeah, slight Superman facial, doesn't look like Superman. Nothing. Yeah, there's yeah, no. Yeah. He uses it for shadows and how fabric drapes off things because he. Has him, has him actually wear the costumes and yeah, and, and he's uh, using it for that hyper realistic look that yeah, he's going exactly. I mean that's that's what he uses the models for. It's not so much literally a photo like Tim Bradstreet from what I understand. The guy uses and I love his art, but he uses straight photos. I mean the guy yeah. that that that's on the page the cover of the Punisher mm-hmm. is a real guy. I was talking to him at the convention Barracuda. and he says he looks exactly like that. He goes he gets people stopping him at places and he's he a real big, nice guy. Is he the big Popeye forums? I guess he's, I don't know. He, just, he says he looks exactly <laughs> like that. I love Tim Bradstreet's yeah. Punisher covers. Oh, I do. They're, oh, they're, they're, they're the best covers and some of the best covers in comics. With yeah. Ross, I think I mean the sequentially he's not it's hard for him to try and produce I think a really great sequential Story. He's a great cover artist. He's a great cover artist, and even like some of his stuff is, it it's really entertaining and enjoyable to look at, and his stories. I you know like the Marvel stuff, they're just such great snapshots, and, and that's what it really is. It's almost like you know somebody went out and found this scene, in you know, was able to dive into a comic book, found this scene, and and took a picture of it, and it's amazing stuff, and he really gives it such a great. You you don't forget it whenever you see it. But story wise, it's not the greatest stuff. And Will and Eisner, he is not. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's sort of. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Mark just walked in, and uh, I I know what his answer is going to be. He, he wrote down, he goes, Michael Turner. <laughs> so, uh, guys, My- Michael Turner. Uh, Gosh, he's the best. I. I- Come on, somebody yeah. say something before I do. You could probably say he's overrated, but I still think he's a talented artist. He is way fucking overrated. <laughs> I think that. I had to use that word because Mr. there's no Variant other way. He's covered too. He, well, which he's Mr. Variant cover, yeah, well, and he yeah. doesn't. He can't draw a woman. I mean, everybody goes, "Oh, he draws his women so fantastic." The perfect example of how badly he draws are those damn action figures that are based off of his art. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the Superman, Batman, you know, Supergirl returns. They're coming out Wednesday. Take a look online. Take a look at the Supergirl. It's horrid. The Identity Crisis um, series, they were all horrid. Every damn one of them. Ill-proportioned, arms too long, legs too short, bodies too weird, faces are weird. It's like I remember you did that Flash cover and everyone freaked out about it. Yeah, but if you take all the color away, it was terrible. It was, yeah. The the color color is fantastic. His colorist is fantastic. I I want that guy coloring everything I do. 
I was like, what? I would be like, I'd be the next big thing. You, could, you couldn't help but be the next big thing. How about, uh, how about the Kuberts? I think they're overrated. Really overrated? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, I Andy, 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 Andy no, because they uh, tout them. They tout them like they're they're the second coming. I tell you this. Uh, not this, their dad. This, uh, it's Morrison and, and Kubert working on Batman. It's after I saw that. See, no. I haven't seen any art from that, so I'll, yeah, I'll hold he, it for that. Yeah, he's not overrated. Up to <laughs> now, <laughs> up to, is it really? Yeah. Up to now, I have not been overly happy about their art style on things. It's uh, I didn't really think it was that fantastic on sixteen oh two, and that's probably one of the things that actually bothered me on that book more. So oh, I thought that was a beautiful. Thought, it was good. It was good. It was decent art. Yeah. It just wasn't outstanding the way they tout these guys. I, I my thing, and I was gonna say maybe they were a little underrated only because I think they get compared to their father, and they almost get forgotten to some degree because of that. You know what I mean? It's like everybody just says, "Oh, well, they're you know Kubert's kids," mm-hmm. as opposed to sort of examining them. As their own artist, mm-hmm. and I think on their own they may not be Joe Kubert, but who is? Yeah. Very, very few artists ever are, and I think on their own they're extremely talented. It's hard, you know. It's, it's same thing, sort of Ramita. You're always going to be compared to your dad. You're always going to be compared to because you have that last name. If those guys came into the art world without that last name, I think that they may be you know rated higher than they are because of it. I think they're just always, always under that under that, that microscope. To I, I think I think Junior has uh, has outgrown Dad. I think to this point, not outgrown him, outgrown the the label. The label, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He 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 has created his own name, and uh, and and that's good. Now that you've listened to the podcast, head to the forum section of AroundComics.com to post your thoughts on the show and talk with other comic fans from around the globe. Tim Sale. Um, I love Tim Salesworth. I, I, I and this is one that Mark I, and apparently I. Apparently, I am just Captain Negative today. I I completely dislike his art, except for uh, Long the, Halloween. The, the, yeah, the two Batman series, Dark Victory and Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really mind it on the Superman for all seasons, but the Catwoman one was terrible looking. Oh, I thought that was I liked great. The and I the Hulk, the Hulk and the, spi- the Hulk gray, Spider-Man blue, Daredevil yellow. I just it's wasn't <laughs> really astounded by his art. I don't I think it's very distinctive and it works fantastic on Batman. Uh Jim Lee. Definitely. I, I it's hard. I really do like Jim Lee's art, <laughs> but I think he is overrated. I don't but think he's gotten a lot better. I don't think he's overrated. I, I think, think he's, he's well known for what he does. I think he's I, um, a a I think he's awesome artist. I don't necessarily care to read stories drawn by Jim Lee. He, he's, he's almost better. too, too, and perfect. I said this before. He's almost too good. He's almost yeah. too perfect that it's I it, I kind of become detached from the stories because I'm too busy looking at the pretty artwork. Well, I think he's gotten much better at telling a story. He wasn't necessarily very good at it when he first began. Sure, when he was doing the X Men, but the art was so cool and fantastic. Yeah. You just you really kind of look past that. And now he's getting to be a much better storyteller, but I agree. And if, especially if you look at All-Star Batman and Robin, the first issue, they had this special edition, which was just the, the art, uh-huh. just his penciled art before they inked it. It was beautiful. And it was, my God, it was astounding. Yeah. It, it, I mean, there's his, no his, doubt. His backgrounds, no people, everything was amazing. The yeah, guy is a fantastic There's just artist. something about it when I read it, I don't care about yeah. the story for some reason. You know what I mean? It's like I'm, I'm too mesmerized by the art to... to too and much taken. Something like that. I don't Here's know. a guy that's. Been I, I had one. Oh, okay. Go How ahead. about Todd McFarlane? Oh, completely fucking overrated. Uh, his toys are awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't draw anything. I anymore, love those but hockey figures, especially. Yeah. Hockey yeah. ones are my favorite. He changed the way that, that comics were drawn in an era that. It ended up, after he was done, it was a copy of a copy of a copy. And it ended up not being as good, but. The, the first guy to really use like black borders to to, to full page no borders. Did you guys ever read any of uh, the Infinity Ink stuff that he did? Yeah. When McFarlane yeah. did, which is pretty. And he did an issue of Spitfire and the Troubleshooters in the New <laughs> Universe too. Yeah. Uh, the in, in, uh, Infinity Ink stuff is uh, really interesting because you read that series up to the point where he started doing some of it, and then all of a sudden you have like pages where it's not just panels anymore like there's the whole line of like everything's all messed up and like characters are talking and things are going on in the gutters of the pages and it's like whoa what's going on 
which was before I read any of those, I was like, oh, McFarlane sucks, <laughs> you know? And then I read those, and I was like, oh, well, this is McFarlane stuff that's actually really visually he brought He brought a level of design that hadn't been seen in comics mm-hmm. that, that I can't re- recall seeing. Um, I w- no, I don't think he's overrated. Not 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 for I, not if for he what came he back. He's definitely overrated for a guy who hasn't drawn a comic in ten years. Well, well see, but I, you I, know I, what? I'm if he came back today that, and yeah. drew Spider Man or Batman or any friggin' book, mm-hmm. I'm buying it. I wouldn't. I I actually would not. I, I would absolutely. Stay away from it. Oh, I'd I check it out. I can't stand. I don't read Spawn anymore because I can't stand Angel Medina stuff because it's too friggin'. Yeah, it's too wacky. It's too Todd McFarlane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's like it's, too it's like Todd wacky. McFarlane taken to a weird on level. acid. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it is. No, I, I don't. I don't. It's like I do like the guy's style to some degree. I just am not that astounded by it. I don't. I'm not that attracted to his art. I really am not. Uh, here's a guy that uh, that doesn't get talked about that much, but has been very consistent. What what are you holding up over holding there? Holding up a quarter book that he's well, I have here. a copy of, an, of Infinity, Infinity Inc. That that, that, that that ain't Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Who's uh, who, who's, who's, who's art is it? It's Mr. Bones. Uh, Hang on, we're waiting. Um, Martin King is guest penciler. Oh, there you go, Martin oh, King. He had a long and illustrious career, art, actually. <laughs> And so, uh, he had a, he had a great career. Here, here's here's a guy that's um, not talked about a whole lot, but has been pretty consistently good. And I know that that Tom uh, he actually lives here in the Chicago area, so we want to give him a little plug. Uh, Don Kramer is a guy that I'm. Oh, that guy sucks ass. I I'm coming up with more and more uh, of a respect for what he does as as I start to realize. Oh, that's Don Kramer. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I've I've liked his work on JSA. He's one of the best things about JSA because he tells a great story. He draws everybody great, um, and now he's doing uh, the whole detective. He's drawing Batman and Detective, or just no, he's drawing both. Right? Batman. I think he's drawing both. Is he doing? I, he's doing the whole James I think Robinson storyline. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and it's different than his JSA, than his JSA yeah. stuff, and, and it's, it's really, really cool. really cool. It is cool. It's and he, I I like him. I, I, I agree completely. He's underrated. I I, I didn't even know his name. Yeah, I mean it was like I never. You yeah. never hear anybody talk about that guy. And he's probably he's, one of DC's. Is, he's, I think yeah. he's DC's top five artists right now. He, to me, his JSA is a solid yeah, sort of. He's a, he's and a, that's, he's a, that's issue sort of, out. Just really good, good, clear storytelling. Nothing flashy. Nothing, you know. See, I can be. You never get lost. <laughs> you never oh, get yeah. lost in the story. Yeah. Yeah. You never. Yeah, no, you never do. Never at all. Solid work. Yeah. John Cassidy. And they'd be underrated, by the way. Cassidy, I think, may be overrated a bit. I agree. I think when he, I, like, planetary stuff? Planetary's awesome. Japan, Phenomenal. Yeah. The Astonishing first, X-Men here and has there. its highs here and lows. And it is here the and there. First, like, the first, like, His Union Jack miniseries, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Actually, because I just bought the hardcover for that, Astonishing. that Astonishing, and I was going back and looking at it. I gotta say, actually, that first first 12 issues was pretty damn good. It I was. mean, there was, there was some... It, se- it seems like these last... Two have been not a odd, a not quite up to the, the space. Like the framing of everything is yeah. just really not conducive to his style. Like he's not the type of artist that should be doing six consecutive close-up shots. Yeah, of like yeah. People's no, I think you're right. You know, like that's that. not yeah. his style of doing it. Uh, he did he did a Union Jack miniseries, which was actually pretty good. And it preceded, yeah, no, I, I think, the, it preceded the uh, his cap run that he did. Yeah. And He's I think the Cap run was great. Yeah, I, that I definitely, was when good. I think that of Captain was... America, I mean, he, I think he kind of revamped him and made him yeah. look like everybody's drawing him now. He actually kind of started the whole He's more chain mail on him and everything else. He's kind the of sort of drawing that stuff. artist that if he gets, like, on the right project, yeah, just, he's, like, he's amazing. it's amazing. But you can see limitations to what his style, like that big cinematic style. Yeah, I don't think he'd do, like, Hawk and Dove very yeah, well. Yeah, it won't <laughs> translate necessarily to What about uh, David Finch? I know, I know Chris's answer, but I think he's a little overdone in the Moon Knight book. I, I think Sal said that too, actually. I yeah, agree I, completely with him. It seems Monday, over. Yeah. It just seems too much. Overdrawn that book. Yeah, yeah, it's over. Oh, like he could, over. he could relax. He could pull back a little bit, pull the reins back, and, and it would be better. Yeah, because I didn't mind would. him when he was the, the interviews he did on uh, New Avengers. Yeah, I like those issues. Yeah. Could that be the inker? Is he inking his own stuff? I. Th- I We'd have to go think look. he might be on Moon Knight actually. I'm see, not sure. It's kind of sure. weird because I like his stuff, but I see exactly what you're saying about you see Moon Knight. And it's just kind of like it's whoa in like it's like every too muscle much. Has yeah every like single 
You I mean, see, yeah, there's apparently yeah. apparently the skin is very there's, very thin yeah, around the muscle, there's which no, is everywhere. There's like no depth almost, perception. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's everything is clearly in focus, no matter where mm-hmm. you're you're standing in the panel. You know what I mean? It's like whether he's ten feet away or two inches away, it's the exact same amount of detail. Most or, of his other stuff I've always enjoyed. I, That's I have just too. The first I have, thing I've seen that I've really like. I, I yeah. think is I I don't know much think about he, his art except for the new Avengers stuff, and I I don't know what he else he did. Yeah, yeah he, he did, did Authority. Was, uh, and it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was stuff. awesome, man. Which run the, on Authority? I think the beginning. Uh, the first was the first start, run yeah. was his. Yeah, yeah. it was Warren, awesome. or with um Gordon yeah with Ellis. Was it really? Yeah. Ellison. No, that was Frank Quietly. I think that started. That that was the that was the no. Quietly was with Millar. Yeah. Fit started. On uh, the beginning, but that was the next name I was going to bring up was uh, Frank Quietly. I love Frank Quietly I Superman. I love Frank <laughs> Quietly stuff, and I used to not like it really a whole lot. Even like the preacher stuff. It's growing. At on first, me. I didn't like preacher it. Yeah. What preacher stuff? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Steve Dillon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never mind. Fuck, I hate Frank Quietly. No, no I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, you're you right. Don't it's Steve know Dillon. Shit. Brian who was Hitch. it? Brian Hitch. It was Hitch. Yeah. Oh, Hitch. Who I think is. I was going to say him. I think he's underrated. If he could just beat it I think the fuck up. I'd be so underrated. happy. Yeah, Hitch, Hitch is, is phenomenal. Yeah, it wasn't Finch that did authority. It was Hitch. It was Brian Hitch. Hitch. Yeah, get it's those very, two. very close. They're both bald. They both have eyes. <laughs> I don't know. They Hitch, all look Finch. like me. They're both heterosexual. I don't know. They both drink beer. I never. Frank Quietly's Superman. Phenomenal. All Star Superman. Best. Looks. I think that's his best work so far. Oh, I, I, I think it is. Superman. Super. Yeah, we three though. Yeah. No, that was a great. fantastic. That was Grant Morrison. All Star Superman. That's the way to me. Superman should, should look always like. look. Yeah. I agree. Like that. I agree completely. Like, that's actually why I'm pissed off about this damn movie again. Like <laughs> Superman <laughs> should be a big, broad-shouldered guy. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be like, like. And I like the fact sort of Jim Leish version. Well, I like the fact that when he drew him as Clark Kent, he really. Dumbed it down. Yeah, he's really hunched over and he looks he like made a he's point sweating and like yeah, exactly. he's about to like pass out. Yeah. What, what about um, one of our favorites um, that that I don't think gets enough attention? So I'll just say he's underrated. Uh, Phil Hester. I love his Green Arrow. Yeah. I, I don't do, know that yeah. he's underrated as much as he's just I think not he's known. Yeah. <laughs> well, well that's like part of it, the underrated, yeah. though. Yeah. I think he's definitely underrated. I love it. And I did love his. I mean, that was one of the reasons I kept reading Green Arrow for so long. Was because of Phil Hester. Yeah, just I mean, I bought judge. Nightwing, and I'm not saying this just because, because I have Hester. a regular drawing at home of Captain America by Phil Hester. <laughs> I'm not I, saying that at all, but I can't wait for him to start his run with Kirkman on Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be so fun. That's one of the things this podcast has has taught me. A year ago, and it's almost exactly a year. I didn't know who the hell Phil Hester was. We went to Wizard World Chicago, talked to him, thought he was a great guy. Started checking out his work, you know. At the, I know. I, yeah, you 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 <laughs> tapped me, me on the you tapped me on the show. So oh, go go over there, talk to Phil Hester. I'm like, what does he do? He's like, ah, he's on Nightwing. Um, at, at that point, that's all I knew. Phil Hester did in, in the last year of Green Arrow. I've looked into his his stuff as a writer with the uh, Coffin and yeah. um, oh, what's some of the other uh, Stronghold? Which got please come out with the second issue. Yeah. Devils do uh, anytime. Um, Phil of another underrated writer. Okay. Paul Jenkins. Oh, totally underrated. I think he's getting I think totally he's underrated. Underrated. I don't know if he's underrated or he just he does it to himself almost. He kind of writes what he wants to write. Yeah. I think he I think he's just quiet. I just think he's phenomenal. I still but, I, think but if you look at his his body of work, I mean, it's all pretty good stuff. That X-Men yeah. mythology I mean, book he wrote? Oh, that was, was a great issue. I, I was like pissed because he hasn't done any more because yeah. that was like one of the best X-Men stories I've ever read. I, I mean, I thought I just, the Sentry was great. Sentry, yeah. the the, the, fir- the first one, the Inhumans. Yeah, yeah. Inhumans was excellent. His um, his work on Spider Man. That, that is the best. I think that is the best Inhuman story really? ever done. The twelve issue mini or maxi series, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I think totally underrated. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jai Lee. Yeah. I you know I, I th- I think I'd have to say he's a bit overrated. Personally, I like his stuff. Ooh. I do I, like I, his I, stuff, I, I but agree. sometimes, I sometimes I hate it. He is—he is a guy who needs the right project. Yeah, kind of like, you know, Tom was saying about Cassidy. He has to have these guys. You couldn't see him doing Superman, really. I'm sorry, you couldn't. You it's could too you cheery. Could see him it's doing, too cheery for J. Lee. You could see him doing a certain Superman story, but you Maybe. couldn't see him doing. But a you regular could see him, But you could easily see him doing Batman. 
Oh sure, yeah. You know, you could see him doing. Yeah, it needs to be a darker. He needs to have a dark character, and he uh, when he does those, he does. All right, let's fantastic. talk. How about some like you know more indie guys? Tony Moore. Oh, okay, that's not who I was going. But uh, oh. um, <laughs> all indie guys are underrated. Huh. Yeah, well that's true. I guess <laughs> that's why you they're could indie guys. That. Move on. No, Dave Sim. Uh, I don't want to say. I don't know if he's overrated necessarily, but. His art style really hasn't changed much in what twenty five years. Yeah, I mean, it's I think the same. It's maybe it's gotten a little more refined if you look at the really early issues, but it hasn't really changed much. And besides, you really don't see him on anything else. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's done did, a story he did, here yeah. and there, but you know, I have never seen him on a superhero book, so I couldn't really tell you if he's any good or not. I mean, he did Wolverine. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's that's a tough one because he's such an iconic sort of figure in that world, and and yet it's like, <laughs> I, yeah, that's a tough one to say whether P. Carr. I think he's overrated, but Harvey P. Carr. Well, yeah. it's not his art; he doesn't draw. No, I, well, no, I'm saying as a writer. Yeah. Oh, as a yeah, storyteller. Well, underrated. Yeah, I got here. I got one. Paul <laughs> Tom. Paul Tom. Pope. Tom. Paul Pope, Paul Pope. Underrated. I don't know. After after Batman, Batman one hundred. I gotta say, underrated, man. That that was really underrated. And rated. That, you know, rated. Just rated. Just rated. He's rated. What is Matt it, Wagner. Uh, who's the third? Is it Ben Templesmith? Ben, ben Templesmith. Right. Oh, on I love him on film. Yeah. Love him on but film. Is he underrated? He might uh, be a little overrated. Yeah. He might he, be a little. He, overrated. he doesn't. Uh, yeah. His, his Thirty Days a Night stuff. Uh, was a little too wonky for me. That's why I like how yeah. Fell. Once again, like he's, he's better, the yeah. kind of guy that it depends on the story. Project. Not going to see him on the Avengers. Yeah, I had her <laughs> M. Yeah. Fan, yeah fantastic. Fell. Fantastic. Um, uh, Humberto Ramos. Did, did he do um, Revelations? What's he doing which, right which, now? Uh, What's he doing right now? Wolverine. He just started. Oh yeah. Just, I, I have to say, well, you're, I have to say, I kind of like his his Wolverine. I didn't like I his style before. I didn't like his style before because it is really cartoony. Yeah. And I, I read uh, what the Revelations. Did you like Revelations? I did like Revelations. The book itself book. was fantastic, and the art was really cool, and it worked well for the story. It's another Jenkins book. But I mean, the weird I eye thing going on in the book was was odd. But I've seen his earlier stuff, and I was never all that astounded by. It. I thought it was really really cartoony. Yeah, but I, I really did like it on Wolverine. I, I did, did like, like I said, I did like him when he was out of his mask more so than in. I think yeah. I think he's yeah. actually growing as an artist. Well, he's definitely more detailed than he used to be. Kind of. Yeah, he used to do a lot less. Mm-hmm. Less detail, more just block kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, Although his necks are still un- kind of annoying. He does like the longest <laughs> friggin' necks I've ever seen. Uh, he does a great yes. Green Goblin though, just a yeah. great Green Goblin. Uh, Eduardo Rizzo. I think he, I love his stuff. I yeah. love his art. I don't know. I don't know that he's. He reminds me. I know this is gonna sound strange. He reminds people. me of a. Richie Rich artist. When I was a little kid, there was a guy that used to draw. <laughs> really? Richie Rich. And he had this same, very distinct style. I could always tell when this guy did his art. Because that's when I started getting, I was getting older. And I, I still read this. I read superhero comics. And I was always into the art. Um, and I think that's why I always liked Eduardo Riso as soon as I saw it. As soon as I saw his art. Okay. Well, guys, we, we're yammering and yammering. And it's fun. So... I hope We're only uh, halfway through this episode. <laughs> yeah, Mike Von, Michael Von Oming. Uh, Mike Oming. Um, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> rated exactly um, the, the way he should be. Perfect. He George perfect. Perez. Uh, fine. He's fine. I think fine. a bit overrated. Shaken. Yeah. I think a bit overrated. Shaken. Oh, Underrated. Overrated. Severely. He's a legendary creator. Greg Rucka. In your mind, overrated. <laughs> yeah, in, in the rest right. of the world, right. he's probably just. We could go on and on. Yeah. Anyway, these are supposed to be shorter episodes to give everyone just uh, yeah, a nice little, a, 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 so a nice little uh, uh, boost to the end of their week, or give them a nice introduction to around comics. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and finish there. Continue the conversation on the forum uh, if you would like. Please uh, visit us there at www.aroundcomics.com. Uh, everyone, uh, Jim, Tom. Jim Belent. <laughs> Sal, Ooh. thank you. <laughs> Mark, you have a great a great rest of your week, you guys. Um, Episode's over. Is it, <laughs> Is can it I, all? Yeah. Can Tom go home now?
My girlfriend keeps calling oh. me. Hold on, I got. I gotta find. My our, wife. My wife keeps calling. I gotta me. find the end. The end. I'm supposed to be here. drinking liquor. Everywhere in and around what comics. About, what about uh, <laughs> Eric Powell? No, Eric Ooh, Powell. Underrated. I, he's kind of underrated. I do uh, like underrated. his style. Underrated. The, everyone else, if we didn't mention like you're fine. Steve Dillon. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, I love ouch. his stuff, and I used to not like it. But, but have you seen him on on Wolverine's Wolverine Origins? Yeah, I don't like, like it. Doesn't really it. work. Right. Well, yeah. Right. Everyone have a fantastic week. Uh, we'll Which is be weird because it works again so well on Monday. On, uh, episodes over with another full episode. It's never over. Continue in the meantime, time. we'll be everywhere in and around, and around comics. comics. If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week, where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs>